This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 28th, episode 2899. Brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. That's right. You said 2899 is our episode number, which means we are 101 episodes away from episode 3000. That's insane. I don't. There are probably five podcasts that have been in existence that could say they hit episode 3000. Really? Uh, there's, uh, yeah, they, I bet you it's no more than five. I want to know what they are. Yeah, I, I do too, to but I, it's very difficult to find that stuff. But yeah, yeah. there's uh, not a lot. We should f- figure out, I wonder if that's what we're going to be in the fall. I have to figure out exactly when that's going to be. It should be in the fall, August, September. Maybe it'll be the same time we're visiting you. It'd be cool if we did episode 3000 together. And we'll have to do something special. We'll have to get the listeners involved in that one because uh, that's that's pretty monumental. That's awesome. I'm and we'll excited. have to get Chad to apologize to you for saying, oh, you're going to have nothing to talk about. Yeah, you. right? I know. We're <laughs> going to get him on here to eat some crow. For those who don't know, my husband said, oh, you got a job doing a horse podcast? What are you going to talk about after a week? <laughs> he really didn't think this would last more than six months. No. Who did? 3,000 <laughs> episodes? Almost. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. You know, whoever thought a horse podcast would be one of the longest running daily podcasts in the world? A horse podcast. It's just because you and I are stubborn. We're too stubborn to quit. <laughs> we won't quit. <laughs> that's right. We just don't want to quit. I do this so I don't have to pay a therapist. So <laughs> That's right. Me either. Uh, today on the show, on episode 2899, we are doing a Beyond the Ribbons Spotlight Rider. We're having we're getting caught up on all of them this month, and Rachel Rosenthal is joining us. And if you remember right, Rachel is the one that does in-hand shows with her, her what, one or two-year-old? Yearling, I Yeah, think. named Poppy. So she's going to come on. She did her first show. She's going to tell us how that went. And we have some equestrian news we have to get caught up on, plus some equestrian first world problems, and Jamie's going to give us an update on one or two of the horses so we just have a lot to talk about but first i won't forget today like i did on friday We have one auditor birthday michelle bush happy birthday to you and we have a brand new auditor suzette Go ahead. <laughs> Divek. Now, let me Divec? remind everybody that if Glenn mispronounces your name, it is a badge of honor because he can't pronounce anybody's names much. To, he, even his own last name is pronounced You saw wrong. that one. I knew I was going to stumble on that one. I love it. 
Dybeck? I'm going. We'll go with Dybeck. All right, Suzette, welcome. We're so glad you became a new auditor last month or last week and didn't give us a dry week. If you want to become an auditor like Suzette did, you can go to uh, horseradionetwork.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. I noticed Suzette already joined the auditor Facebook page, so welcome into there. Have fun in there. There's a lot going on and a lot being discussed, including you can now participate in equestrian first world problems. Which are coming up. I think my favorite thing, because I, I get online in the morning and I do some research on what's going on in the world so I can come in here and be prepared in case there's any big news in the horse world. And uh, there's huge news, but it has nothing to do with horses. But I would like everybody to know that I saw a meme this morning going around and you can mark yourself safe from being slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nothing ever is going to be discussed about this particular Oscars. First of all, nobody knew any of the movies, so that, you know. I I think I knew, like, I knew a couple of them. Like, I was like, cool. And so I wanted to go see who won, and I typed in, you know, like, I didn't even have to type it in. I actually uh, get news notifications from this tiny little local uh, Oklahoma news station because – I like to be up to date on the weather and they're very good about sending out messages about weather. And so last night I started getting notifications from my tiny little Oklahoma news thing about Will Smith slaps Chris Rock during the Oscars. It was, it's Do you think the Oscars paid him because the ratings have been so low in recent years? They just paid him to do this. You know what? You can't pay Will Smith enough money to do anything. That dude has more money than God. Just get okay. up and slap somebody. We don't care who. I mean, really. But he was, you know, was making fun of his wife who has alopecia. So, like, get up. Oh, geez, who cares? Okay, okay but. So crazy. <laughs> All right, we're not going to. And you know what, though? I got to tell you, I have met Will Smith several times and Jada. And that is the bad, that is the nicest dude. It was so crazy to see that because that is my, he is my all time favorite celebrity of all the ones that I've met back in my radio. There was something going on between him and Chris Rock to begin with. I don't know, man, but I'll tell you what, that Will Smith, he has always, like, he would always be dealing with all the people. Hey, 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 how's it going? And you would see, like, I saw Jada sitting in the car and she's just like, oh my God, will you get in the car, please? Like, seriously, it's ridiculous. Like, come on. And he's like, hey, how you doing? You know, he's always like the guy who's greets and meets and greets everybody. And he's so nice. And then like, I saw that, I was like, oh my God, what, what is happening? Anyway, everybody has an opinion on it. Whatever. (laughs) Will Smith slapped Chris. If you don't know, you didn't get the News 9 notification. Yeah, just go to YouTube and look it up. It's Will there. Smith slapped Chris Rock <laughs> during the Oscars last night. Chris didn't hit him scandalous. back, though. It could have been a good like hockey fight right there on stage. That's- it was an open fist slap. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, he was like, oh, my God, I just got hit in the face by Will Smith. <laughs> Chris Rock, you see the look at his face, was like, oh, my God, I just got hit in the face. <laughs> it's like it literally said that. It, it, got, yeah. it got heated. Not safe for work. Heated, yes, um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely entertaining. Moving on to horse world news. Yes. I also wanted to give a daily winnie to my little baby, Andalusian horse. Oh, my God. I love him so much. His name is Miles. His name is Amistad, which is his fancy name. He's the one that I bought forever ago. Uh, my first purchase in an online auction. And uh, he 
it was a yearling stud cult when he came here and quickly he had brain surgery and he is amazing. And we had our first trot yesterday. So I was pretty excited about that. I posted it uh, on Facebook and Glenn said I had to talk about it. So, yay. And, yeah. And that horse is pretty. Oh my God. He's so pretty. He's he so pretty. fat. That's the only word I can use. He's just pretty. <laughs> so the, the backstory here, just, just to let you guys know. I'm sure I'm going to hear about this from other people. I wasn't going to talk about it, but Miles the other day had to get a chiropractic adjustment. My vet was out and I said, can you please adjust Miles? Because he did something to himself that could potentially come back and haunt him later in life. And what he did was I have one of those no those nets around my round bells where you 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 put the net around the huge round bale and then you drawstring it together and you close it and then you tie it and you do all the things. Well, Miles, bless his heart, he's he's rather large. He's a little tubby. I have so many thoroughbreds that eat a hundred pounds of food a day. And here's Miles that I give like a handful. So he's always so hungry. So what does he do? He goes out to the round bale and he's eating off of it. And he sees the tiny little hole that the drawstring was pulled, you know, closed. And he starts apparently working the hole where the drawstring tightens up and he works it and works and works it enough to where his nose is inside the hole and, and it's on the side. And then he, he proceeds to work it further where his face is in the hole. And then I'm, I cut, I came, I just turned them out and finished working. I turn them all out. I come up to the house. I sit down on my little chair that outlooks the pasture and I'm having lunch. And all of a sudden I see him freak out, run backwards, pulling back. And I see the round bale, which is up on a, a feeder. It's not on the ground. It's like elevated. And I see the whole feeder and the whole round bell and everything topple down onto him as he's oh, running geez. backwards. Glenn, I swear to God, I, I was like, I mean, within 0.2 seconds, I had scissors. <laughs> I was going to go cut the bale, the net, because the net is his, somehow he is attached to the net. And he is running backwards, pulling. I see his neck straining. He's trying to get loose. And the whole feeder topples down. And everything is crashing down. The round bale. Is, and he's dragging this, like, thousand-pound round bale by his head. It wasn't a thousand pounds, but pretty close. And I, I, I vault over the fence with some scissors. And I'm running down the pasture with my socks on. And there's stickers everywhere. I'm running down the pasture. And I get all the way down. I'm like, hey, buddy. Okay, calm down. It's all right. And I slowly tipped up. And his face, his head is stuck in the net, Glenn. It is stuck horses, in the net. Horses find the stupidest ways. Oh, my <laughs> God. What is wrong with him? Like, And now I'm terrified to use the net. But anyway, I walk up. Easy, buddy. It's okay. Uh, Mama's going to get you out. Mama's going to get you out. And I walk up to him and I grab the net from behind his head and pop it right off like I'm taking off a halter. And he's like, oh, whew, okay. And he goes right back to eating. Like, what a dick. What? You can't. He scared me half to death and he pulled the whole thing down and all that. And he, because he's an idiot, I thought maybe something got stuck around his tooth. No, he just popped his whole head in the hole. And he was eating and then pulled back and was stuck. And so this is, I'm sure that a lot of you are going to send me messages about what a horrible horse person I am to allow that to happen. But I don't know what, a, if you can prevent that, please let me yeah, know, know what you do. What you do. <laughs> I, I, like, you that will never happen again on. in a thousand years. 
You have to have the net on because like, then they eat too fast. Okay, well, then you put the net on. They're like, but they're going to get their head stuck in it. And it's elevated. There are no horses with shoes out there because I learned that one the hard way because you can't have the dang net out there with horses with shoes on. So it's only in the horse's barefoot pasture. Oh, my God. What is wrong with this? So, so, so yes, they just continually tried to kill themselves. So, anyway, the vet was out and gave him a chiropractor. I was like, I just make sure everything's okay. And she's like, yeah, it's a little stiff here, you know. And she gave him an adjustment. And then she's standing up above blocks and she's looking down. She's like, Jamie, he is very, very wide. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. She's like, uh, this is like he's really wide. Hey, scooter wide. <laughs> oh my god, he looks like a giant. He has this, he's he was born black and he's gonna gray out. So he's like this. I call him my giant blueberry. <laughs> he just looks like a big old blueberry rolling around in the pasture. So anyway, I don't know how to prevent that. If any of you have awesome positive things to say to me, you can send them to me on Facebook or Jamie at horseradionetwork.com. If you have really negative mean things to say to me, email those to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com because she handles all that. She does get any nasty ones. She never says anything. She so doesn't tell you a thing, does she? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, another meme going around, not a meme, but a post going around Facebook is about uh, Robert Painter's horses. Now, Robert Painter, yeah, what is think, the deal with this? Because I thought well, this 57 thoroughbreds thing, but this is different. This is different. And I did do some research to see if it was real. And it appears to be real from best I can tell. I spent a half an hour down the rabbit hole this morning. And it's a post going around about what almost 80 Spanish barb horses that were in a herd owned by a preservation breeder by the name of Robert Painter. And I saw tons of articles about Robert Painter over the years. So he was trying to preserve the Spanish barb, which are different but than Mustangs. We're not going to get into that. We actually did, I think, an episode on Spanish barbs. I think we did that as one of the breeds at one point. You can look that up on our Horses in the Morning. Search for that. Um, but anyway, it, what happened is he died. He left his elderly – apparently he was elderly. I don't know how elderly. Left his elderly wife to care for these wild horses. They're and how many – like what was 80. he like – like preserving the breed. Yes, and, and he was so breeding. Just... He was breeding the breed too. So he was a breeder and trying to preserve the breed. They're on the endangered list and all of that stuff. So as best I can tell, this is true. And whoever Barb Painter is, daughter, sister, I don't know. I don't know who she is. She has taken over taking care of getting the horses homes. And many of them are, are looked very skinny and malnourished, and she admitted they're malnourished. So I don't know if Robert was sick for a while and nobody was taking care of the horses. I don't know any of that. I couldn't figure that part out. But it does look like these horses are up for adoption, uh, and there's instructions on the Facebook page. It's Spanish, Barb who, Spanish Barbs Who Need Homes. That's the Facebook page. And you can see all the instructions on there, how to do it. And Now, you're getting an untouched horse, pretty much. You're getting a wild horse. Um, and they are feeding the horses now and all of that. The moral of this, she did say in one of the posts, this barb person, I'm assuming his daughter, said in one of the posts that he left no instructions and nothing, no instructions at all for the horses. So she did say in one of the posts, please have a plan for your horses when you die. Whether you have two or 80, I mean, he had 80 horses and no written down plan. 
So, I, you know, we have talked about this before because I was a financial planner at one time. Have a plan. Have it in your will. Jennifer and I have it in our will who gets the horses and who takes care of the horses immediately um, and what can happen to the horses. We only have two. But whether you have two or 80, please have a plan. Have it in your will. Have it in a trust or something uh, where there's some instructions. And work out with the person ahead of time. Don't be like this poor Barb who was thrust into dealing with this situation, which must be a nightmare. Um, so just have it in your will. Have something written down. I'm leaving you all my horses. Thanks. That'd be great. <laughs> I got it. I got it written down. Glenn's going to be like, I don't know which is switch. Yeah. But so, so these horses are being adopted for five hundred dollars. Uh, and they've, I, I know that they're doing like, you got to sign that you're not going to put them available for they're, slaughter and all that. I nothing. don't know if they're going through an adoption agency that's helping them with this adoption process. I don't know that. I do know, you know that what? they have a Mustang trainer that's helping. They found a shipper that ships untouched horses. And you don't even get to – they're going to show you a picture and a video because they didn't even have a list of the horses. They had to go out in the pastures and find them. They had to photograph and figure out who was who. I mean, it's a mess. Can you imagine so, being thrust into that? Can <laughs> you have Jennifer email Barb Painter 67 at gmail.com to come on and explain this to yeah, us? Yeah, she might not want to. <laughs> she might be. She I might mean, be this happens so whole... like I remember my in Arizona, our neighbor across and over a couple had a bunch of Arabs, probably five or six Arabians, in her pasture. And apparently she died. And those people came over to me and they were like, we would like to give you all my mom's horses. And I was like, uh, I don't really need it. All of them were be between the ages of 12 and 18 and none of them had ever been touched. There you go. Like none of them had were trained. You couldn't catch them. They were like, we'll just like kind of like corral them to your own. No, 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 no. That's that's not what I do. Uh, sorry, but I, I could and I couldn't help them. And I don't know why I was the person that they were like, this is were you we the only like, horse person they saw in the neighborhood. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody had horses, but like, I, I don't understand what yeah, how that happens. I mean, I guess was this guy just like willy-nilly breeding these horses I, you know, out in this are they running wild how many acres I, is this I how do you have so many questions that had huge farms huge dairy farms i mean big ones you know with with hundreds of dairy cattle no plan for when they died so wow. this is not uncommon it's more common than you would think but i just bring in this story up to one say i think it's true and two say you know make a plan uh Medina Spirit, there is a plan for this. If you remember right, Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby last year, and through no fault of Medina Spirit, was disqualified from the Kentucky Derby last year. Uh, by the way, Bob Baffert will not be having any horses in the Kentucky Derby this year. I was um, wondering. And Medina Spirit died, and they did a necropsy to find out, and they found no definitive cause of death, uh, which I think is kind of a little weird. But uh, he did die and will be buried at Old Friends. And I'm bringing this story up because of Old Friends. Old Friends is in Kentucky. We've Most of us that have visited Kentucky and Lexington have been to Old Friends. Old Friends takes in 
racehorses that uh, don't have a place to go. And he does it, I, you know, he gets donations and... But, like, successful. He doesn't just take in no, any racehorse. They all a have nice a place. story. It's a really nice place. Yeah. These are all, like... He gets some from Japan famous. that they would put down because they're no longer being used. I mean, he's done good work over the years. Well, he agreed that Medina's spirit will be laid to rest there, among the other legends of horse racing that are laid to rest at Old Friends. So, uh, you know, but this is this is why, what, what I saw is interesting about this. Old Friends kind of takes in the racehorses that they're not necessarily the most famous, but they've uh, they've just had a past, and he takes them in to make sure they have a good life and they live there for the rest of their lives. And he's kind of doing this with Benita Spirit, who through no fault of his own became a pariah, right? Um, so good for him for doing that. And uh, in the post show, we're going to talk a little bit about the eight horses so far that have qualified for the Kentucky Derby, and we're not going to talk about them as far as uh, their race qualifications. We're going to talk names like I usually do when I pick my racehorses. And for the first – over the years, we have talked to many people who have talked about getting laws changed in Congress and uh, to help horses. Well, I have some good news on that. For the first time in years, there was actually an appropriations, an omnibus bill that was passed by the federal government uh, for the fiscal year 2022. Usually they just renew the past one because nobody can agree and they have to keep the government going. But there was actually a new one this year that wasn't a renewal. It was a brand new appropriations bill and it got passed and there was some a bunch of animal welfare stuff in it. So uh, I'm just going to review a couple of things because it was pretty good news. First of all, $3 million was allocated uh, for the or, – or actually, they're going to continue defunding the inspection of horse slaughter plants so there won't be any horse slaughter plants in the United States. First thing. Uh, $3 million was allocated for the Pet and Women's Safety Act, which is a shelter program for abused uh, domestic violence uh, survivors. And what this does, though, this $3 million provides help for the companion animals, and that can include equines. So if somebody goes to a transitional shelter that's been abused and they have an animal, this money set aside to help the animals, and that can also include boarding for equines. So that was in there. I didn't even know that existed. Um, they also gave more money this year, $3 million, for the Horse Protection Act and soaring. So that basically gives the Agriculture Department more money to go out to the shows and to test and to make sure soaring isn't happening. And that's the most money that's ever been in a year. Last year it was $2 million. The year before that it was $1 million. So How about they just ban the big lick altogether and stop spending all this money? Uh, God! I'm not arguing with you. I'm just giving... At least there's good news, and they're going to start doing swabbing testing, uh, you know, on the ankles uh, and all of that, radiology and things like that, where they've never done that before. So the USDA has allocated $300,000 to start doing that, it shows. But you're right. It would cost us a lot less if it was just not happening. Um, it also included money – or this is what – I'll read this. It includes a spending package, includes language pressing the Department of Justice for vigorous enforcement of the federal animal fighting statutes and other laws related to animal welfare, which includes the Horse Protection Act. What that says is once the DOJ to finally start prosecuting people. So that's the first time that's been mentioned. We need to get Marty Irby on the show and have him yeah, explain he's all been this. The one that's kind of been responsible for helping all of this to happen, right? Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, it also included, this is one we've talked about in the past several times. It also included $11 million. Now, why we're doing research on this, I don't know. Because Studies show. For research on the reversible, in, in, how do you say that? Contra- Immunocontraceptive fertility, fertility control. control. And its administration to the wild horses. So we don't have to round them up. Now, we've discussed this. It works, but apparently the arguments against fertility control of the wild horses was now now they're totally not able to have babies, right? Um, So now we're researching reversible fertility control. But I know the whole thing is you give them a shot, they can't have a baby that year. Yeah, I, I don't get why we're researching it when they're already doing it. And how about you I, just take just, that eleven million dollars and right. go out there and start darting them? Yeah, well, yep. It's controversy to everything that makes sense. To be honest, it's just ridiculous. You can send your complaints to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com <laughs> because I've seen the horses standing in the holding pens. Okay, yeah. I have. I have a couple of them myself. <laughs> yeah, we both agree on that one. I don't know why we're doing that. But anyway, so there was good news in this year's appropriations bill that we haven't had in some past years. So that was good. And we'll get Marty back on to discuss it in detail. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida. We are actually over at a home show they were having over there over the weekend. WEC does everything well, and they do it with class. One of those things is the WEC magazine. You can pick them up all around the World Equestrian Center or read them online. We'll put a link in the show notes for the latest edition. This month's stable spotlight is MTM Farm uh, and Brianna Taylor, who runs that. Also, you will find an article called 24 Hours in the Life of Eventor Doug Payne, one of our good friends, and we'll put a link in the show notes. This week at the World Equestrian Center is the AKC National Agility Championships. So that's kind of cool uh, that they get the national championships. Jennifer's like, I'm going to watch that this weekend because dogs doing agility is just fun to watch. Also, they do really cool high-end things, too. It's called uh, One of them is called the Passport to Italy. It's the second in the 2022 wine series at the Stirrups Restaurant. That's a very fancy restaurant there. Uh, they uh, Each quarter, they do a unique wine event, and they pick from, get this, Jamie, their 1,500-bottle wine cellar at the Stirrups Restaurant at the Equestrian Hotel. Wow. Hey, I also found out about World Equestrian Center. Jocelyn Russell, the sculptress who did secretary. Oh, yeah, I also, saw you were over there. Yep. Yeah, well, and she came over yesterday to see the horses and to hang out a little bit. They're taking big giraffes out to uh, a zoo in Indiana, I think, that she's done. And, and, and it was awesome. But she was saying that she was just at the World Equestrian Center because they have a Sergeant Reckless there. They do. That's One of correct. the big statues yep. that she made. Everybody and, gets their picture with Sergeant Reckless. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So awesome. So they just had a big ceremony for her because it was like an anniversary of a big battle she fought. So they did a whole thing at the World Equestrian Center for Reckless. And she is so she went there. She was like, Oh my God, that place is amazing. <laughs> I mean amazing. Everybody walks away with that. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see the pictures or learn more about what's happening over there, by the way, if you come to Ocala or you're driving by Ocala on your way to Disney World. On Route 75, you need to make it a stop. It's worldequestriancenter.com. Well, let's go next to a, to our final Beyond the Ribbon Spotlight rider that we're checking in with this month, Rachel Rosenthal. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. How are you and Poppy doing? We're doing great. 
it's really windy here this week, but other than that, we're we're hanging in there. Now you're in Las Vegas and I was in Arizona and the sun is brutal in that part of the country. Do you have an indoor that you work in or a covered <laughs> arena or are you outside? I, I wish. No, we're we're outside. There are a couple in the city, but they're pretty far away from where we are. So in the summer we just get up way too freaking early and try to ride before, you know, like eight. Yeah. I, I, I had to do the same thing and I'm shocked. I was, I was so surprised coming from Georgia where almost every barn has a covered arena to go to Phoenix that nobody had any cupboards. And yes, it barely ever rains in Vegas or Phoenix, but the sun is so brutal. So I would think that that would be something everybody would have, but it's not. Yeah. Um, I think it, it might be just cause land is so expensive here. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, they're not a thing unless you're at a County park. I think we have two English barns that have them, but they're way up North. Yeah. So. It's, it's definitely crazy. Uh, you know, what's not also expensive is the actual covered arena. So oh, <laughs> I bet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so tell us, remind everybody a little bit of detail backstory on Poppy. Um, I got Poppy in January after I lost uh, my mare that I'd bred at uh, 10 years old to cancer. And um, she is, she'll be, she'll be one April 8th. So she's almost a yearling, a little pink filly. Um, Yeah. So we're doing like in hand halter um, confirmation classes just to get her out so she can learn that horse shows are super fun and they can <laughs> carrots because carrots are the most important thing in the world right now to her. Aww. And, um, yeah. And we got to go to our first show last Saturday. So that was super fun. So how did it go? What did, first of all, what did you compete in? Um, we did, uh, we did three halter classes, which are judged on how closely you adhere to the breed standard, depending on your breed, cause they were open all breed. And then we did an in hand trail class, which is completing obstacles in hand. And we did that one kind of spur of the moment, but it was, it was super fun. Um, so you're in there and you lead your horse in everybody else. Are they all the same age or is it like done? Is, is it just a big old group of horses? <laughs> um, there it's, it's a mixture of ages. There were, it's mainly minis and babies, you know, things that you can't ride horses that you can't really ride. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there'll be a, a child in there with a pony and they're still learning things, but yeah, it's, um, for example, in ours, we had a trail bridge we had to go through and then we had to go through open and walk through a gate and go over a bunch of poles and do a little circle in a box, a little pivot in a box and trot over things and background things. So it's, it's a, it's really good for their little baby brains. So I, it's fun class. So a mix of all different breeds and all different ages, mostly though, be minis and 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 mostly young horses, minis and babies. Yeah, yeah. So you took her and you said spur of the moment. Was this not something you had planned? I had thought about it, and then I was like, oh, you know, I want this to be, you know, super fun for her. I don't know. That's a lot of things to think about, and. She was just so good for the entire show. I thought, well, I mean, why not? Let's give it a shot. 
And um, it was funny because the things I thought that she would maybe have the trouble with, which was the trail bridge, since she had never seen a bridge other than getting on the scale at the vet. She'd never seen a bridge or anything like that. And she just walked right on. She was like, "Hmm, whatever, I'll be tall. So what is, I'm so proud of you guys for doing all the things. What is coming up next for Poppy? Um, Next for Poppy, uh, we have another um, Albury local show to do trail, uh, to do trail, to do halter and trail. Um, And hopefully once again, she'll just walk off the trailer and be like, "Mm, shows, this is fun. Let's do this like she did last time. And um, after that, I don't know, we might go and do the in-hand classic Galway in May. Not sure, but just a couple of extra. Just a couple more in-hand shows before the heat hits the summer. Yeah. But so far, she's just been a total rock star. Nothing did she, bothered did her. she win any ribbons or anything like that? <laughs> um, she did not. It's hard to be uh, a baby who's all butt high and awkward showing against her <laughs> halter horses. But she held her own. I mean, she got a third out of four, and then she got like a fourth or a fifth out of seven or eight. So, I mean, she held her own and the judge called her super cute, but um, yeah, it's just hard when you're a baby against adult horses. Yeah. That's why I was wondering what the ages were. Cause that's such an awkward time. Well, I'm the point is you're out there, you're doing stuff, you're giving her experience, you're getting her on the trailer, you're traveling. And that is fantastic. Rachel, we're so proud of you. And I'm so excited to continue following along with you and Poppy. Awesome. Yeah, as long as there's carrots, she's all in. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, give her a carrot from us. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rachel. Is your horse showing signs of nervousness, inflammation, pain, or digestive issues? If so, American Harvest Products might be the solution you need. This Montana-based company develops the highest quality hemp products and offers a line specifically for horses, including CBD oil, premium hemp extract, and equine hemp-derived pellets. American Harvest natural equine hemp pellets are vet formulated and produced from natural hemp. The pelleted formula is manufactured with potent raw CBD using no chemical processing. So your horse will love the taste as much as you'll love the benefits. Look for the full line of American harvest products at your local equine shop, any Hubbard dealer or online at store.altech.com. And every month American harvest is offering an exclusive giveaway for you. The horse radio network listeners. One lucky winner will receive a free 90 day supply of American harvest equine products. Check out today's show notes for details on how to enter. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. It's good because it's honest and it's real, Glenn. And these are the real sad tales that our listeners are having to deal with. And so I usually Sunday or Monday, I put up a post on uh, the Horses in the Morning Auditors Facebook page asking people to submit their first world equestrian problems. And if you want to be a part of that, how do they become an auditor, Glenn? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner in the upper right-hand corner of the page. And for as little as $3 a month, you can also belong to the auditor room. But the other day I had to say all that and I totally messed it up, even though I've heard you say it like 10,000 <laughs> 10 times. 10 million times. <laughs> Literally has been about 10 million times. I know. Um, okay. So there's a first world gonna... problem right there. <laughs> As I never listened to you. Yes. Pretty exactly. much. I think it's a real um, problem, to be honest. So Amy submitted hers and uh, she said that this isn't exactly on topic, but I took a horse sculpture class and I've spent countless hours 
on my sculpture of a horse. And she posted a picture. She said, last night, the head fell off. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the godfather was there. <laughs> it's just a big old, but it's beautiful. The horse head. Speaking of which, did you see that's coming to the theaters? It's like the 50th anniversary of the godfather or whatever. Oh my gosh, and they're going to show it in the theaters. Yeah. Well, that's a all those <laughs> all those hate mail and all yeah. the things. Let me just tell you right now. I even though I dated an Italian, I've never seen that movie. Uh, I only kn- I only saw parts of it, and unfortunately, the one part was that part. So. Yeah, everybody yeah. has shown me that part. Yeah, you know, you have to that part. <laughs> um, okay, so April said, after packing up the tack, I'm sending with my mare for training. My tack room feels so empty. So now I want to buy more tack. <laughs> And I think that mare's coming to you, isn't it? It is. That means she's going to be bringing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy, she is going to leave her trailer here. So I'll just be like, leave Are all you your crap. Are you teaching this mare how to drive or ride? So she is a Clydesdale mare that she bought, and it, uh, the horse knows how to drive, but uh, it's never been ridden. So uh, she wants it to be started. You and want riding. a Clydesdale with that picture? Oh, I was like, five foot three of you, farm boy. <laughs> I brought you a horse. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's a long way down. <laughs> it is. That's why I have the the six foot four cowboy who's going to be. <laughs> He'll love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's excited because I've been making him ride. You know what's funny is I have all these horses and I've started making him ride, having him ride Zeus to lead the baby horses on trails. And what's awesome is he's tacking him up the other day and he goes, "Man, sure is nice to finally be riding normal sized horse." <laughs> Is like, Zeus like 15 too? He's 15 one. <laughs> like that is should not be normal for a six foot four person. <laughs> but all the I have all these thoroughbreds that are tall. And the last one we have the Irish draft horse was like 17. I mean, it has been a very large. I mean, they're thoroughbreds. They're not 15 one typically, but apparently he thinks that's normal. I'm <laughs> used to riding those quarter it. horses that are barely 15 two. Yes, because he goes yeah. up to his uncles and works quarter horses and they're all, you know, this is big. roller skates or what? <laughs> I don't know what he does. That's ridiculous. Um, Charity says, I obtained the perfect new saddle for my horse. And of course, none of the girths we have fit. So I went to two different tax stores on Saturday because I could not wait to try out my new saddle. And all they had was braille girths and I need black. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. Don't buy it. Don't do it. Wasted your money. Send the saddle back. <laughs> Jenna, I feel you, girl, because she says my young Andalusian is going so well under saddle. So I've started circling show dates on the calendar for the upcoming season. But I have two foals due this year, and I'm worried their due dates are going to, like, interfere with my show plans. <laughs> I look at my pregnant mare pink, and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I did that to you again. I'm going to do it again, but you know, I'm just sorry. Cause you look being pregnant sucks. Um, Kara says somebody in uh, our town complimented my husband on how nice our yard looks. And now his head is so big about it. He won't let me turn the horses out in it. <laughs> uh, Alyssa says my event trainer just moved. By the permanently. way, can I, can we rewind a bit? So how is it? We go by places, and around here especially this happens. The horses are turned out like in the front yard. So there's a porch and all these pretty flowers and everything, and the horses are like all around the house. No fence, nothing. Scooter would destroy the place. He would be up throwing the chairs off the porch. Why is it other people have horses that don't? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure that <laughs> – 
It's just like they've just given up. Maybe. <laughs> Scooter Do people the that roses? let their horses around their house oh, have yeah. nice oh, lawns? Yeah. Really? All the time. Oh. Yep. Yep. Is there some sort of like deterrent that's planted know. around there? <laughs> I want to know the I answer don't know. to that. I, I can't have nice things because I have chickens. <laughs> and if true. you try, you know what? I'm going to lay out some mulch. They're like, let me scratch that up. <laughs> Put it all over the yard. <laughs> Yep. I'm just going to make sure that none of this looks nice. Uh, my event trainer <laughs> and those moved flowers, we're going to eat those and rip those up too. Cause there's uh, bugs underneath those. I planted yeah. a garden. Stupidest thing I ever did. <laughs> Chicken's like, I would like to try one bite of a tomato. Mm, I don't like that. I'm not going to eat anymore. It's just going to sit here with a big hole in it and rot. <laughs> my event trainer moved permanently to a new barn. Just as show season is about to begin, but no problem. I have a new trailer, but wait, I don't have a truck. <laughs> oh, good luck with that right now. Well, see, I remember I mentioned that Clydesdale, just hook mm. it up to it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alicia says, I am finally out of my hard shell brace after breaking my back last December. And I can drive and I can shower by myself again. But now I have to wear a broad, real pants to work again. <laughs> Put that brace back on, girl. Nobody has to know. <laughs> Wearing a bra is not worth it. <laughs> Colleen says my 2022 RRP horse is coming along really quickly and he looks so good after only three rides. But now the transformation video in October is not going to be very impressive. (laughs) (laughs) I saw her picture. She has a nice horse. Jennifer says the satellite order, the satellite ordered and paid to rush actually arrived at the tax store two months early but I don't have time to drive the two hours to go pick it up. (laughs) Have them ship it. (laughs) You'll get it in two months. Uh, Danielle says there are five farms around my farm that actually have full indoor arenas. And only one of them actually has horses. And it's been torture all winter driving by them, knowing that they sit there unused. Probably full of crap. Let me tell you a little story about that. Danielle, my friend, Larissa, you've met Larissa Glenn. She lives here in Oklahoma and, and is like me, doesn't have an indoor and who the heck can afford it. Her husband found an indoor in Austin that nobody wanted anymore. And so it was like, if you take it away and haul it off, you can have it. Does he have to dismember it? Does he have to take it apart? They bought it for $8,000, a full indoor Covered arena, all the things, walls, mirrors, everything. And they're for $8,000 bought it and are paying people to take it down, paying people to bring it up here. And, of course, he's really handy. And then they're going to install it. And the whole thing is going to cost her about $20,000. Does it come with IKEA instructions on the reassembly? Because you and I would have trouble with that. (laughs) No, that would never happen here. But let me just tell you how, like, she's like, look at pictures of my indoor. And I love her. And I'm so happy for her. But I kind of hate her. Like I'm kind of like... I should have that. <laughs> You're my friend. You should give that All to I me. All I can picture is the pieces showing up at a truck and going, okay, I don't know what to do with that. Where does this one go? Yeah, they have to get like a crane. I mean, can, it's like a construction project, but can, nowhere near as You know near how you get the as... furniture to put together and they have little numbers or letters on stickers on each? Is there a each? tab can, on can this one? Can you put a sticker on each so we know where I wonder if they're taking it apart and putting stickers on it. That would be really smart. <laughs> Um, Audrey says, I finally found the perfect saddle on consignment to buy for my kid, but now I have to buy all the matching accessories yes, for you it. Do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and some of these are from last week, but Diane said, my mom got me a Dover gift card for Christmas and she got a free saddle pad with it in my barn color, no less. So in January, I went to the Dover store to spend my gift card. And when I did that, I got another $50 gift card for spending more than $100. And in February, I spent my $50 gift card. Then I got a free pair of running boots with it. So now I'm sad because they <laughs> still want to go shopping, but now I have to spend my own money. <laughs> everything for free oh my god that's fantastic <laughs> that's like a hustle there that is fantastic and then finally dover's Diana, going why my... didn't we make any money in january <laughs> i know dover's like what the, what are all these gift card things <laughs> diana says my horsey sister is in town for a week to help me with my ottp murphy and i gave my phone to my sister uh and to film my ride and all i got was 30 seconds of us walking around and then she films the ground and it was totally useless <laughs> as horse husband i can relate because we've all done that exactly. we've all done that uh, by accident uh you know yeah we've like i that. i think we talked about some of these last week and i was like i need farm boy to learn how to zoom in yes, yes. good lord I'm nine miles away you're like i think she's trotting that horse I'm like <laughs> can't even tell what lead she's on <laughs> no don't know no nothing so anyway those are your equestrian first world problems and uh thank you all for submitting i think i repeated a couple of them but it's okay they're worth it glenn left <laughs> it's all good it's we all good remember we don't remember what we do from one week to the next no we've done almost 30, well, i don't remember what we did on friday so yeah i, don't know I walk downstairs and chad goes how was the show and i'm like I don't know. I think it was fine. <laughs> but again, it's in and out when you've done almost 3,000 episodes. And I love people who are like, they'll post something. Let me just tell you guys something. You'll post something about you You listened to a show that happened like last week, and you'll send me a message about it. And you'll be like, oh, my God, that thing you said, I have a question about it, blah, blah, blah. Literally, I don't remember it. Yeah, no idea. So I don't you please give me some background. I have to actually go look at the show notes to try and remember. And and then I'll get people too. I'll get a lot of emails from people that says, I was a guest on your show before. And and they assume I remember because I should, but I we've had so many, uh, thousands. And I go look and it's like seven years ago. <laughs> no. We've had over 6,000 guests. Okay? Yeah, I don't Close remember from seven years Probably ago. closer to 8,000. So actually, I love you. Anything from last year seems like 10 years ago. Actually, anything from pre-pandemic seems like can 10 just, years ago. Can I just say it's March 28th? What the hell happened to March? I know. I thought about that this morning, too, as I was putting the show notes together. And for me, March was spent, you know, at doctor's offices, so it really just went away. It's just gone. Well, I like January and February were seven years long apiece. <laughs> well, <laughs> and March, March what? was it 15th is when the world shut down two years ago. But I, I feel like nobody talked about it. It was like, because it is pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. Seems like two different worlds. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, let's do a post-show and then... Yeah, uh, let's do that. All right, thanks, know. everybody. Hey, tomorrow we're going to... We have these days now. I wanted to explain this a little bit. We have these days now, these Tuesdays and Thursdays, that we do not have uh, scheduled segments for. They have went away for different reasons or we're in between different ones. What we're going to do to fill those in, rather than being dark like we have been, having no episode, I'm going to interview listeners. We're just going to do a short 10, 15-minute interview with different listeners or auditors, and we're going to put those out. If you want to listen to them, great. If you don't, great. But we're going to at least have some content for you on those Tuesdays and Thursdays that don't have a regular episode. 
episode. So that's going to happen um, starting tomorrow. I have one of our listeners from England coming on. So we're going to we're gonna just do that as kind of a filler until we get those spots filled. So I just Love wanted it. to mention he, that. We also could do an entire episode of apparently the focus group was big fans of the next door <laughs> segment that I did. And so remember, people, if you're looking at that next door app and there's something really weird on it, I you'll need to send it, that screenshot to me. It's tough to look at that. That's why I said I can't do this all of the time because looking at it makes me crazy. So if y'all see something come across your thing, it's I'm not going to this thing. It's so cringy. It's so cringy. In the um, worst way. Like, I mean, there's some value. Somebody lost their dog, yeah. you know, whatever. But the one I got from Florida this week, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait <laughs> to tell you about the one I got from Florida. Y'all send me your next door drama. I love it. Fade your gout. guy in florida by the way gun yeah there's some nudity involved shocker <laughs> <Of course. laughs>